On March 25, 2007, Europeans celebrated the 50th anniversary of the Treaty of Rome. Six European nations signed that treaty in 1957, celebrating the EEC, the European Economic Community. In the last 50 years, this organization has grown and multiplied economically. The European Union is headed for superpower status. How will this European power develop economically, militarily, and governmentally? What religion will guide its future? What does Bible prophecy reveal about Europe and the role of Rome in the near future? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to our regular Tomorrow's World viewers. You might not realize that events occurring in Europe today are going to affect every person living in just a few years from now. Did you know that Europe is once again set to play a vital role in this world's affairs? Though it is the smallest continent, it has had the greatest impact on the rest of the world. In March of this year, the European Union celebrated its 50th anniversary of coming into existence. In 1957, the six founding countries of what is now the European Union signed the Treaty of Rome. They established the European Economic Community. The leaders of Germany, France, Italy and the three Benelux countries agreed to an ambitious plan. They wanted to slash red tape and remove customs and duties between them so that Europeans could be free to trade amongst themselves. Over the next 50 years, what is now the European Union established its headquarters in the Belgian capital of Brussels. Many members of the Union have a new currency, the Euro. What most did not realize was that the seeds of a federal state, just like the United States of America, were being spawned where individual countries would hand over their sovereignty and their power to a supreme federal European government. So where is Europe headed? Will it be the next superpower? You know, it's time for us to understand that what is about to happen in Europe is going to impact on all of our lives in the very near future. In today's program, we're going to see how Bible prophecy accurately predicts the future for Europe and how it will dominate the whole world for a short time. Expect to see Europe replace America more and more in world affairs. Expect to see the rise of two great people in Europe. One will be a great religious leader and the other a powerful civil and military personality. Together, they will bring Europe to be the major world power and so replace the United States of America. What you will hear in a few short years will be the term Holy Roman Empire. And when you do, you will remember tomorrow's world. You will recall how this program predicted the last revival of what? the great Roman Empire in Europe. Let us notice how an ancient prophecy is in its last stages of fulfillment and you and I are a part of the end play. Here at Tomorrow's World, we often refer to a prophecy in the book of Daniel because it is the benchmark of end time predictions. 
The book of Daniel describes the established Babylonian Empire and its transition to the Roman Empire. One of the seven wonders of the ancient world was the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. This fabulous palace was built in such a way that it had its own microclimate formed by a complex irrigation system so that plants from many parts of the world flourished. The king who was responsible for this was Nebuchadnezzar. He was a wise and great king. His palace was situated on the river Euphrates in modern-day Iraq. Some of you may recall the story of the time that this great king had spent seven years in a state of almost animal-like wandering in his garden, having lost some of his human faculties. When God restored his sanity, he acknowledged and praised God. The story is recounted in chapter 4 of the book of Daniel. At the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised him and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. In an earlier chapter in Daniel, chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar had asked Daniel to both reveal and interpret his dream of a great statue or image. Let us start in verse 31. You, O king, were watching and behold a great image. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. Daniel went on to identify the different parts of this image. He told the king, you are the head of gold. Of course, the king loved to hear that. He then went on to say that inferior kingdoms would come after his. It is widely understood that the next kingdom of silver was that of the Medes and Persians, followed by the Greek Empire, established by Alexander the Great. The fourth kingdom of iron was to be the Roman Empire. And when it came to power, this empire was a powerful military machine that brought all of Europe under its control. Most people believe that this empire ended in 476 AD, but we now know that it had six successive revivals, with the last one about to appear. If we know what to look for, we will see it manifesting itself before our very eyes. I say again, expect to hear the term Holy Roman Empire again soon. As we come to see that Europe's rise to power is a fulfillment of the prophecies of a resurrected Holy Roman Empire, someone living in Boise, Idaho or Wellington, New Zealand may ask, well, isn't that happening over there? How is that going to affect me? You may be surprised. The Bible is not just a collection of stories about the historic past. It tells us about our future. Daniel's prophecy of the feet of clay mixed with iron is being fulfilled today. Over the last 2,000 years, iron has been an identifying metal of this empire. Later in the program, we will see how it is figured in wars and industry. If you ask a wheat farmer in Australia, in Canada or America how the common agricultural policy of the European Union has affected him, he will tell you that subsidies in the European Union 
have kept wheat prices low for decades. Sugar farmers around the world received a welcome relief recently when the European Union lifted some of its tariffs on imported sugar and the price of sugar rose. That's right. Europe is already powerfully impacting world trade and it's going to do so even more in the future. Manufacturers in Europe have to abide by stringent European Union rules and regulations. More and more companies outside Europe are being required to comply with these rules as well. Before long, European Union regulations and standards will become the benchmark for many companies in every country. Prophecy tells us that soon no one will be able to trade unless they have the mark of the beast. What? And what or who is that beast? And how will its mark affect those who accept it? Notice what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. He that is the beast causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the beast or the number of his name. Many have thought that this refers to a computer chip inserted under the skin, as can be done now. Others have suggested a tattoo or a, a branding. But the answer is most probably not what you thought. We invite you to find out about this mark in our free booklet, The Beast of Revelation. Be sure to request your free copy of The Beast of Revelation. You will be glad you did. Phone now to receive your personal copy of this booklet that will explain more about what lies ahead for Europe and the rest of the world. Or order the booklet online at our website, tomorrowsworld.org. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that Europe is becoming a secular world power, soon to eclipse the United States as the premier world superpower. But Europe is not just a secular state, it's a religious one too. The present Pope is determined to continue the work begun by Pope John Paul II to make the new Europe a Christian Europe. He wants to restore what he believes is the rightful position of the Roman Catholic Church in the political process. For centuries, the Church and the kings of Europe maintained a balance of power and influence. In medieval Europe, to defy the Pope meant excommunication from the Church, and unless pardoned, it meant hellfire and damnation, even for a king. On the other hand, some popes were fearful of the military power the kings possessed. 
Recently, European bishops have called for a reference to religion in the Constitution that will soon be revived. In 1982, John Paul spoke to Europeans in Santiago de Compostela in Spain. Listen to what he said. I, Bishop of Rome, from Santiago, utter to you, Europe of the ages, a cry full of love. Find yourselves again. Be yourself. Discover your origins. Revive your roots. You can still be the guiding light of civilization. The other continents look to you. Now the roots that the Pope referred to have now branched forth. They have spread to Eastern Europe and now over 460 million people call themselves European. From the original six in 1973, the UK, Ireland and Denmark joined and then Greece followed in 1981. Portugal and Spain were admitted in 1986, after which Austria, Finland and Sweden were added in 1986. The largest group of 10 nations, mainly from the old Russian satellites, entered in 2004. And this year they were followed by Bulgaria and Romania. Europe is now two-thirds the size of continental USA. Consider for a moment how Europe compares with the United States. You'll be surprised to see how this growing conglomerate already surpasses the world's biggest superpower in several ways. Let us firstly look at population. The United States has just passed the 300 million mark, but the European Union already has 460 million. What about gross domestic product? The United States was recently overtaken by Europe for the first time. In 2006, the American GDP was $12.41 trillion, while the Europeans achieved $12.91 trillion, half a trillion dollars more. What about the number of workers? Well, there are 151 million workers in the United States labor force, while the European Union has 218 million. When it comes to oil consumption, the United States consumes 20 million barrels per day and the Europeans with a greater population just 14.5 million barrels per day. Surely you would think that the United States exports more than Europe. Well the United States exported one trillion dollars worth of goods in 2006 and the European Union 1.32 trillion. The gap between the superpowers is set to widen in Europe's favor. So, all in all, the EU is overtaking the United States. Europe does have many different languages, unlike the United States with just one. America is still a greater military power than Europe, and Great Britain, though a part of Europe, maintains strong military ties with the United States. Many religious people are beginning to recognize a possible link between Europe and the prophesied beast power spoken of in Revelation chapters 17 and 18. Notice here in Revelation chapter 17, turn to Revelation chapter 17, and here in verse 3, And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication." and on her forehead a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, 
the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. The name Europe is derived from the Greek goddess Europa. And according to Greek mythology, a Phoenician woman was seduced by the god Zeus in the form of a bull and was carried by him to Crete. Though this bull, also known as Taurus, was her lover, she really had power over him. All of Europe looks to this story for the origin of their continent. Europa is dear to many of them and their psyche. Notice this Greek two-euro coin depicting Europa riding on Zeus's back. Who was the modern-day Europa? Some people believe she may be identified by the modern spirit of religious revival that is taking place there. They can see that ancient Greece and Rome will be once again able to assert themselves as the cultural and religious leaders in the world. Let us return to Revelation chapter 17 and in verse 9. The seven heads are seven mountains, that is, governments or kingdoms upon which the woman sits. In the past, six of these kingdoms have come and gone, and the seventh, that is the last, is about to appear. Since all previous kings have arisen in Europe, we would expect the last to arise there also. In this scenario, the woman has power over the decisions of the civil rulers of Europe. She does not have an army or a police force. She does not make the laws and enforce them. That's the domain of the civil authorities, but she can and will influence and cause them to do what she wants. We do not yet know who the last king will be, but both the infrastructure and the laws have been established little by little over the last 50 years. It is as if an architect drew up the plans, the builders built the building, and the decorators furnished the inside. And all we're waiting for is the arrival of the man who will take up residence. Here at Tomorrow's World, Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames continue to proclaim the same message they learned from Herbert Armstrong in the 1950s. Mr. Meredith was ordained an evangelist by Mr. Armstrong in 1952. Let me quote to you an article in the October 1962 Plain Truth magazine where Herbert Armstrong wrote the following on page 23. This sensational prophecy of Revelation 17 reveals the presently emerging United States of Europe. The beast, he described, is the united Europe now reforming that will resurrect the Holy Roman Empire. This beast, the Holy Roman Empire, is once again to come to life. The people of the world will be aghast in wonder when they actually do behold this ancient empire resurrected to political and military life. The subtle and clever transformation without people's knowledge is something new. In contrast, countries like the United States, Australia, Canada and South Africa achieve federation differently. In each case there was consultation, transparency and public knowledge of what was happening. The people knew what the plan was. But now we see a union in Europe being brought about by bureaucrats and eurocrats without the people knowing where it will end. When you order your free copy of this informative booklet, The Beast of Revelation, you will be able to turn to the center pages and study a well-constructed chart that reveals the historic steps that brought us to present-day events. Under the first heading is the statue of Daniel 2. Next comes the four beasts of Daniel 7. Then we have the beast of Revelation 13, followed by the harlot riding the scarlet beast. 
the next two columns give us the symbolic meaning and their historical fulfillment. The key verse for us to remember is in Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The first of these kings was Emperor Justinian. In 554, he decreed that the local government be chosen by the bishops and chief persons of each province. For the first time, the church was to be involved in choosing the civil governors. By merging the church and the state, the whole of Europe could be one, just like the days of the old empire. The next king to rule the Holy Roman Empire was Charlemagne, who was crowned by Pope Leo on Christmas Day 800. The third king was to be Otto the Great. A German ruler working with the Pope was to set a precedent for our time. This empire was to last for 300 years, but like those before, ended in factional fighting. The fourth king was Charles V, who began the Habsburg dynasty. The Habsburgs are still waiting in the wings for the moment that they could be called upon to take the mantle of the Holy Roman Emperor. The fifth king was a short, fiery Corsican by the name of Napoleon Bonaparte. He managed to thrust France onto the world stage and through a succession of battles brought the Habsburgs under his control. He was proclaimed emperor in 1804, but 10 years later, he had lost his empire to the British at the Battle of Waterloo. In the final part of our program, we will discover the identity of the sixth king, the one who is, and we will see how the rest of this prophecy applies to our present day and our future. But first, I would like to offer you the booklet that explains this prophecy in more detail than we can cover on this program. We would like you to have this free booklet titled, The Beast of Revelation, Myth, Metaphor, or Soon-Coming Reality. This 48-page booklet explains the meaning of Daniel's prophecies. You will also read about the Beast of Revelation and its mysterious mark. What does the number 666 mean? When you read this book, you will find the answers to this question. All of this is free for the asking. Simply phone the number on the screen for your free copy of The Beast of Revelation or go online to our website, tomorrowsworld.org. If you aren't already a subscriber, you will also receive a free subscription to our bi-monthly magazine, Tomorrow's World. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the last part of our program, we discussed the first five kings revealed in Daniel's prophecy. Now, who was the sixth king? The one who is. 
The understanding of this verse was revealed in the 1930s to Mr. Armstrong at the time of Benito Mussolini's rule in Italy. Mussolini had recognized the Vatican as a sovereign state in 1929 and in turn the church allowed him to declare himself emperor. He set about to conquer Ethiopia and recreate the Holy Roman Empire. A treaty between Mussolini and Hitler brought Germany into this orbit and it all ended at the end of the Second World War. Do you realize that you are about to experience something that will be a shock to the world when it happens? Suddenly, another Holy Roman Empire will be proclaimed and the crowning of another emperor will take place. When this happens, you will know that he will rule only a short time. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. Though this time will be short, it will be a long enough period for the world to experience one of the most fabulous times of prosperity ever. But then the Babylonian harlot who will ride the beast for only a short time will be destroyed by the power of God. Let me read to you what is written in Revelation chapter 18. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the merchants of the earth have become rich with the abundance of her luxury. The Bible describes how the rulers who gave their power to the woman turn on her and hate her. It says, And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot and make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire. The whole European political and religious system will fail and fall. As it collapses, hear what the merchants of the earth will cry out. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise any more, of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, of bronze, iron and marble. In verse 17 we read, For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Europe, which will rise to the heights of world prominence, will not hold on to its power. Yes, a dramatic change in world power is taking place. It's affecting the lives of millions of people. But what about you? How can you prepare for the times ahead? In Revelation 18 verse 4, God says, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. He also tells us that if we turn to him and refuse to participate in the manners and the customs of this world's religions and keep his laws, he will protect us from the curses that will fall upon the rest of the world. He tells us, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We are here to teach and instruct those whom God is calling, and we hope that what we've seen in our Bibles today will be of help to you. Be sure to join us next week at the same time as Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames bring you the good news of tomorrow's world. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. Thank you.
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.